Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where you'll get the tools you need to master your money, marketing, and your motivation. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the money and marketing coach, motivational speaker, and huge Dr. Pepper lover who is on a mission to connect you with women who are incredible at what they do with the hope that you will leave inspired, educated, and motivated to create the life that sets your soul on fire. Welcome back, Females on Fire. Before we dive into another great episode, I'm excited to tell you about this week's show sponsor, The Money and Marketing Catalyst. It's my signature 12-week group program for entrepreneurs and small business owners who are ready to go from stuck to scaling. MMC, as we so affectionately call it, focuses on using my four-step core framework to find and fill the gaps in your sales and marketing processes and acts as the catalyst for leveling up your revenue and your content. If you're sick of constantly brainstorming new ways to make your revenue goals or tired of being on the hamster wheel of creating content that doesn't convert into sales, then this program was made for you because it is the only program of its kind that digs into both your business finances and sales processes and your marketing and social media strategies. And the best news, enrollment is currently open for the next round. Just head over to applymmc.com to fill out a commitment-free application so our team can determine if the program is the right fit for you and give you more information. Don't spend three more months banging your head on your desk and asking yourself why your hard work isn't paying off. This program will sell out, so take the first step to making a change by applying for the Money and Marketing Catalyst today. Again, head over to applymmc.com to put in your application and get more details so you can start scaling the business you love and have the life you want to live. Welcome back, Females on Fire. Oh my gosh, I am so freaking pumped for you guys to hear this episode. Like, oh my gosh, so excited. One of my favorite episodes that I truly believe we've ever done, and it is because I have the most amazing guest to talk with today. Candice Denise Owens is a brand authority content coach. And Candice and I both have very similar business roots in that she has over 10 years in the event planning industry. And because of that, Candice has been known for creating and curating memorable social experiences for clients. In taking what she gained from the event industry, Candace evolved and rebranded her own business as CD Creative Loft, helping women entrepreneurs reinvigorate their brands to build authentic industry authority through content coaching and brand photo shoot creative direction to grow their businesses with ease. And guess what? That's what we're talking about today. That idea of reinvigorating your brand. What does it mean? How do we do it? And I think the answer will actually surprise you a little bit. We got into an incredible conversation about what this idea means and how you can do it too. And I really think that you're going to be surprised by what it actually takes to reinvent and reinvigorate your brand and why you need to do it. So Candace has so much amazing advice on this topic and it goes way beyond business. You guys, this is a business and branding conversation, but it is heavily a personal development conversation as well. So if that's your game, if that's what you love listening to, then this episode is going to light you up and fill you up. And I'm telling you, this girl really is on fire. Like Candace is amazing. She's, let's be honest, my new best friend. And I am so pumped for this episode to be out in the world. So without further ado, I don't want to hold it up any longer. I've hyped it up enough. Let's dive in to this absolutely incredible conversation with Candace Denise. Hi, Candace. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
I am super excited to have you. I can't wait for this conversation. I already love your energy. I think we're going to get along great. So I'm so excited. But before we get into all the good stuff, all the juicy details, can you share with our audience just a little bit about who you are, how you got into business, what that whole journey has looked like for you? Yeah. I mean, I like to tell people quite often that I am kind of what I call an accidental entrepreneur. So I didn't go looking for entrepreneurship. It kind of found me. And, you know, I was on the straight and narrow, you know, graduated from college and like, I'm going to, you know, find my niche and work a great job. And then that's just going to be it. But life didn't turn out that way. And so um, I had a lot of crooked turns. I like to tell people, but, you know, crooked turns take you straight to where you're supposed to be. So I, I landed this job as a project manager for a company. And, uh, you know, project management is all about logistics and details and all of these, how the puzzle pieces work together. And at the company that I worked for, they always were celebrating some kind of like party or someone's birthday, just the, the smallest things we were celebrating. And I always became the person that was like organizing it. And so just because I'm like kind of OCD in some way, so they were like, oh, Candace can plan it. So I planned, you know, all the parties. But as I was doing it, I started found, finding something that I was enjoying, which was event planning. And I was just like, huh, I kind of like this, you know? And with that, I, I went to a networking event, just randomly met a woman who was already an event planner, had been for like 17 years, asked her, you know, hey, could I kind of like shadow intern with you? And that turned into like one to two events turned into a full year. So I was still working my job and interning with her, so to speak, and learning the business, went from there. And I said, you know, I think I actually want to start my own event planning company. And she's like, sweet, because I'd love to partner with you and like create our own. And so we went into business together. And so I, I wound up leaving my full-time job and uh, went into event planning for 11 plus years. And so with that, but as life and things happen, I started finding that I wasn't loving it as much anymore just after time, but I, I wanted to do something more and I'm, I'm a creative at heart. And so that's the thing I think I loved about events is because it allowed me to combine creativity and my level for needing to <laughs> be organized and detailed. And so when you have those two together, it's amazing. But like anything in entrepreneurship, you're your own boss. And so you've got to find ways to elevate yourself. There's no promotion unless you give it to yourself, right? There's no one saying, you're going to be promoted to director. Or you're going to be promoted to this. You have to find your promotion. So I was like, I've outgrown this space. There's something else I need to do. And while I was trying to figure it out, I stopped and I went back into working full time again. And just trying to figure out what that next needs to look like, you know, and taking that step back was really important because it allowed me to really get in tune with who I am and what I want to do and the impact and imprint that I want to make on this world. And I knew that I wanted to help women. And I was like, I want to help women that were like me, kind of starting off, didn't understand how to really market themselves. Because when I started in the event planning world, you know, I didn't understand this whole marketing thing and how do you put your brand out there. So, you know, I was like, how do I help other women who are kind of early staged um, entrepreneurs as well, who are trying to figure this thing out. And that's how I led to starting my whole creative branding business. And, you know, CD Creative Loft came into play. And so it was like, you know, I want to start a new business and I'm going to start fresh and I'm going to teach women two things. I want to, I want to coach them on how they can use their, um, their photos and their videos to really market themselves, but not just market themselves, but also build up brand authority so that they can be seen as an industry expert to work with who their target audience is. Who's that person you want to work with? And so I took what I learned from my own uh, business first go round, took those things, added some more magic to it and created the business that I have today. And it's, it's been beautiful. It's, it's been an amazing ride. And so I also do creative directing which allows me to not only coach, but work with women on their photo shoots to help kind of direct them on what their brand shoot should look like. Because I find, I was finding that a lot of women were saying, you know, I, I need images, I need visuals in order to market, but I don't even know what those visuals should look like. So I get to kind of coach in two different perspectives, if you, if you say. <laughs> I love that. I love, first of all, that you have an event planning background, because I do too. So oh, wow. <laughs> we have that in common. That's awesome. I feel like there's so many people that started in that it type of setting in the like wedding and event space and then transitioned into something else. So I think that's hilarious. But I love to, 
And I, I always say something about, you know, I, I feel like we all get into entrepreneurship kind of in the, almost in the same way, yeah. like none of us <laughs> intended to ever do this. So I think, you know, it's kind of one thing that unifies us yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, we're all so different and have our differences, but that similarity seems to remain with everybody that comes on the show. And I love it. Uh, but I love that you mentioned, you know, that uh, at the beginning that crooked turns get you straight to where you want to go. <laughs> I, I, I already wanted to write that down. We're not even like into the conversation yet. And I'm like, that's a quote card. Like I want to put that on something, but I love it because it's true. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in uh, what entrepreneurship should look like yeah. or, you know, what got us started. Like for you and I, that was event planning. And, and it's hard sometimes to say, you know, yeah, I think I'm done with this. I think I've outgrown this, or I think uh, I want to do something else or what, because we get this idea in our head of this is the, the career yep. Yep. that made me, you know, this is the quote unquote job that got me here. So how could I, well, it, it's the same thing as, you know, when you're scared to leave the corporate job yes. and, and get into entrepreneurship, it's, it's all over again. We're like, this is the job that built me. This is the business that built me. How could I ever transition out of that? Yeah. And, but it's those, it's those really crooked turns. It's those really sharp turns sometimes <laughs> that launch us into the thing we were really supposed to do. Yep. So kudos to you for being able to recognize that. Cause I know when I started my second company, I was trying to balance both for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, it was a really big fear of letting that first one go yep. because I was like, well, the new one's going so well. <laughs> and I got to let something go. And I'm not really passionate about doing wedding planning anymore, but this is the business that made me. And it was so hard to let it go. Yeah. So kudos to you, first of all, for doing that, because I think that's a really difficult thing <laughs> to is. do. It is. It's super difficult. It's a great, you know, and I loved the wedding and event industry for yeah. a very long time. And, but it just started changing for me. And I'll be honest, you know, it changed for me personally because it started making me think about things about my own life. And I actually co-wrote a book with 17 other event plan or wedding planners. And we came together cool. to tell our stories behind the business because we're hired, you know, to tell yep. someone else's story. But oftentimes we don't, people don't realize that you're still human and that there's still things that are happening to you. And so there were things that I was learning about myself through working with uh, my clients that were not always, not, were not easy. They, they were not easy to deal with. Um, it was help. It, I started not loving something that I used to love so much. And that's when you have to make this pause for the cause. I kind of say like, <laughs> wait, what's happening here? You know, I don't ever want to do anything and not give my all. And I don't ever want to do something just to collect a check. Like that's not Absolutely. who I am because I can't sleep well at night. Like I just don't do business like that. And so when I no longer am loving on this thing the way that I should, it means that I'm not going to be able to show up a hundred percent for the client. And so it was time. It was just time. Yeah. And I, I feel that so deeply because for me, it was a little bit similar, but it was more of, I, I, I love weddings. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I enjoyed the work. But that was my first business. That was what put me yep. in entrepreneurship. And I really, when I fell in love with it, I fell in love with business. Mm -hmm. Like I fell in love with running a Got business. It. Yes. I love the marketing and the social yes. media. And, all. and so the wedding planning was just like a nice bonus yep. that I enjoyed for a while. But for me, it was so easy to almost kind of fall out of love with that industry simply yeah. because I was never really in love with it in the first place. I love the business side. I love and that's that. why my second business went so well, but it was so hard to let that go. And, I, and, oh gosh, I'd, I'd love <laughs> to hear about that book just because I know the behind the scenes stories <laughs> that wedding planners have. So I'm very, very, yeah, I'd tell you that. about it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to, you'll have to share that with me. I later. will, I will literally mail you a copy. There is, I'm <laughs> sure I have like 20 copies still left. So it. just consider yourself having one mailed. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys are listening and you're not, you've never been in the wedding industry, like you just, you don't know, you have no idea. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. a crazy ride. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's dive in to this conversation yeah. about reinvigorating your brand. So I want to start with Let's talk about what that means because yeah. I, I don't, 
don't really feel like that's a more like commonplace term. You don't hear a lot about reinvigorating your brand, but when you really kind of sit down and think about it, it's something we really need to be looking at and checking in and, and checking in on a lot. So can you just kind of give everybody an idea of what you mean when you say that, what that kind of looks like and why it's important to us? Yeah. So what ultimately, when I say that, I mean, is are you taking a moment to stop and just kind of do a audit of your business and of your brand, right? Like, where are you right now? And sometimes I think we're so caught up in trying to get to where we're trying to go that we don't take a moment to stop and see if we're still on the same track that we intended from Jump Street. Like, are we still fulfilling the mission that we set out when we first wrote this business plan? Are we still on track to fulfill those goals? So that's where the auditing piece comes. Like, are we still doing what we intended to do in the first place? So there's that when it comes to reinvigorating is is auditing and looking at where you are, where you started, where you are, where you're going, and are those things still aligning? But then there's the assessing part of, are you assessing your business and looking at it from, others' perspectives. Are you seeing what your business looks like from your audience's purview? You know, are they um, perceiving you to be the industry expert that you set out to be? Are they really believing that you can help build and give them impact and results that they need? So you want to take a moment to assess. So sometimes you have to reinvigorate because it's like, we're not, you know, we're not even doing what it is that we set out to do for our for our audience because they're not feeling that anymore. And so there's auditing, there's assessing, and then sometimes there is just breathing new life and energy into it. Yes. And so that's kind of the three tiers that I look at is like, are you auditing your business? Are you assessing the brand and the business? And are you breathing new life and energy? Sometimes we also get so caught up in the rigmarole or the common, you know, just rat wheel just doing it you know because this works this has been working we, we've got a we've got a good kind of fix here we've been doing that but doing something and it's been working doesn't mean that you can't do something else and add something else to it and give it new life and give it new energy so that you can reach a further audience you can kind of you can cast that net a little further and really get the people that you're trying to capture um in your business because you know people fall off your audience falls off from time to time so it's like what are we doing to really to really breathe new energy what does that look like is our brand still um attractive you know is our logo our imaging our colors are we on trend are we on par are we moving with the times because sometimes again life changes energy changes, the world changes, but are we keeping up with that? So that's what I kind of mean when I say reinvigorate your brand. I love it. And yeah, we definitely, we've all felt those changes recently for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, So I think this conversation like couldn't be more important right now, especially for small business owners who are, you know, trying to kind of navigate everything that's going on in the world and everything going on in business and figure all this stuff out. Yes. I love it. First of all, I love that it's broken down into those kind of three steps because my, my OCD love and brain is like, <laughs> let's break everything into steps. Like how can we, <laughs> how can we put it on a list and make it look good? Yes. So I love it, but I love that it starts with an audit because I think that's the, the piece of this yeah. that we hear the most about, right? Yes. We hear that, yes. oh, you need to do a brand audit. You need to check in, you need to do this. But I think the word audit I feel like we just naturally shy away from the word, right? We do. Because oh, it yeah. sounds <laughs> very rigorous, right? Like it's, Oh, yeah. Like it, we, when I think audit, I think of like the Money IRS. And five, like, I was going to say, yeah, yes. like, it's, it's like scary. It gets you kind of nervous. <laughs> yeah. Like you're kind of jittery in your seat. Like, And so I think that's kind of, you know, when we think of like a brand audit, we're always like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know what all that means. I don't, I don't really know what I want to change. Like I, you know, and so I feel like this idea of like reinvigorating, it kind of takes the, the fear and the nervousness and the, uh, the almost effort out of that word. And I know it's more than just an audit. That's just the first piece of it. Sure. But I like that that's wrapped up in here instead of saying, okay, well you you do a brand audit first and then you go reinvigorate your brand. I like that it's all kind of this one cohesive thing. Yeah, it's super important to do that because you know, again, like I said, when it's in de- 
depending on how long you've been in business, right? So like, I think this is really for, as I like to call it, those people that kind of feel like they're stuck in the rut um, or you've been doing business for, you know, two plus years or more. And you're just like, hey, things are going well, but they could probably be going even greater. And maybe we need to reinvigorate. And I, I often tell my clients, this happens with big businesses all the time. We see it. You know, right. you may see, hey, oh my gosh, this company used to have this logo. Now they've taken their logo and they've like put it on steroids, right? Like they've kind of come out with this new logo, these new colors. Um, it's a whole new, they're like doing new commercials and just everything. Their philosophy is different. They're adding more, um, you know, th values into what they're, they're talking about their values a lot more just because of the times. So they're wanting their, you know, audience to know, like, listen, these are causes. These are things that we believe in. That's to me reinvigorating because it's like, you know, before we were just doing this, but now we're like, look, this is who we are. This is what we do. And we're going to make it known because again, we want to make sure that our audience, our people, our target people know what we stand for, what we're about. And sometimes you've got to go a little broader to do that. You know, you can't do it on the same scale that you've been doing, but that will take sitting down and really looking at the blueprint that you started out with. You know, yeah. what, where were we? Like Absolutely. when we decided to create this business, what was the first thing that I wanted? And sometimes we don't realize we've gotten away from that because we're so busy in the business that it's like, Let's yes. go back to basics. Like absolutely reinvigorating can sometimes just go back to basics. Like let's go back to why we even decided to do this in the first place. Yes. And you know, just speaking on the big businesses thing, if you just think about something simple like Apple, yes. You know, look at Apple's logo. Let's just talk about their logo. Look at their logo. That's it. From years past. It's just an apple. Like it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not fancy. They didn't change it a lot. But if you look at that logo, yeah. from, you know, the nineties and then the early two thousands and, and all the times they've transitioned it, it looks so different. And you wouldn't think an apple could look that different <laughs> and, and be changed that many times, but, it does. but they're updated. It, it's, it's not just an apple, right? Yeah. It's, it's an experience. It's an experience. It's, an, it's an experience. And I love that you said that. So the other thing to add even more to it is not only do they evolve the apple, but they, with even every logo, because I actually looked into this. It's funny you say that because I was like, when I was, you know, doing this whole reinvigorating thing for my own business, right? they have like meaning behind every evolution of the Apple. So like really? there's something, yeah, that goes with it. Like the Apple looks this way because, you know, this is where they are and they're like, it's a meaning behind every stage of the Apple. So it's not even just making the Apple look different. It's like the apple is representing where we are in the company. And awesome. I love I didn't even that. Know that. That's cool. You learn yeah. something every day. Yeah. And so I think, but it made me think about my own self as like, yes, when you're reinvigorating your business, when you're reinvigorating your brand, it should represent where you are. It should, it should really speak to, you know, that energy, that space that you're in. So that's about that, you know, breathing that life in there. Like, where are you right now? And how are you communicating that it, to your audience, to your customer, your consumer? Are they able to understand, you know, that? And I think some people are afraid to reinvigorate because they feel like, well, you know, is, is it going to be received? Right. Well, you don't know until you try it. Exactly. You know, first, that, that's always the first thing. Like, and the truth of the matter is it's not going to be received by everyone. Like I say this to people all the time, your true tribe will always appreciate what you're doing. But the key here is your true tribe. You shouldn't want to be appreciated by everyone because everyone is not your tribe. And exactly. so if you're trying to please everyone, then you're never going to evolve and grow. You've got to do what you have to do for your folks, for your people. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking that leap and saying, I know we've been doing business this way, but we're gonna change it up a little bit. We're gonna change the way we look, we're going to change the way we feel, which is how we're operating as a business. Um, we're going to add some new players to it. You know, we're going to create some new, some new systems, some new processes. Heck, we're going to create some new people to add to this team, some roles and responsibilities that have never been here before. That also is a part of the, when you um, are auditing, sometimes you have to see if it's 
if it's people or if it's team people that you need in order to help you reinvigorate, you know, maybe yeah. that means now I've got to start outsourcing. I've been doing all of this in-house. So now reinvigorating my brand means that I'm building a team. Yeah. And you touched on something there that I think is really important. And I don't want to get too into this because this could be a whole nother sure. conversation, <laughs> right? But you did touch on something that I, I just want to mention that, you know, it's easy to sit back and say, well, you know, we've always done it this way, but I think that's really dangerous, right? It's so even in, in small business and big business in your personal life, it's really, really dangerous to say, yeah. well, this is the way we've always done it. Yeah. Because if you think about, I mean, if, if everybody said that we wouldn't have 99% of the things. Oh we my have, gosh. We right? would not have like, evolved at all. Exactly. <laughs> Evolution, innovation, none of that stuff would happen. Yeah. Technology would not be a thing. Oh God, no. <laughs> things wouldn't exist. But I think even on a, on a, a value perspective, it's dangerous, right? Because if you're not willing to innovate a little in the way that you're working, yeah. then you're probably not willing to innovate a little in the way that you're thinking and the way mm. that you're acting. And, you know, it, every, every single one of us, even, you know, if you're walking this whole personal development journey and you're trying to be better every single day, you still have bad habits you need to kick. You still yeah. have, uh, sort of, I don't want to say rituals, but sort of things you do in your yep. business that have become very, you know, habit forming for you that aren't necessarily probably not that I believe there's a right or wrong way to run a business, but there are things that you're doing that probably aren't the most healthy for you yeah. or aren't really helping you or, you know, whatever. And if you're so stuck in your ways that you can't see that this reinvigoration needs to happen, then you're never going to be able to kick those habits. You're never going to be able to Ever. really grow a business and grow a team and scale and hit all of these big goals that you want to hit because you're too busy saying, well, we've always done it this way. Yep. Yep. And that's so funny you say that because I, I literally just yesterday was having a conversation with another um, colleague of mine or industry friend. And I was telling them, I said, you know, I'm in a very unique place in my own life. I am going through what I call unlearning some mess so that yep. I can achieve true success. Yes, and I think that <laughs> is a real thing. And it takes a lot of guts to be able to say that about yourself because you spoke oh, yeah. about this when you said we've got habits or we've formed things that have worked and we've done it for so long. And so we're used to that. And we believe that that's how it's supposed to go. And I am not too big on my, you know, horse to say, Hey, there's some habits, there's some ways, there's some things that I've got to unlearn some mess that I need to unlearn so that I really can achieve true success. Absolutely. And there's no way you can do that. If you're not willing to peel back those layers you know, get rid of some of that junk, some things that you were taught just along the business reels of life. Absolutely. And you thought this is what works. And the other thing that I realized is like everyone's recipe is different and you've got to really figure out and craft what your recipe looks like. And so what that means sometimes is that you've got to take an ingredient from here. You've got to mm -hmm. take an ingredient from this person and you've got to be able to put your own magic, you know, potion to it and make it yours. And so that means unlearning some stuff opening yeah. yourself up. And ultimately what I'm just saying is like you said, opening yourself up to possibilities of things could be different of how something else could look or how it could be done. Maybe there is a more efficient way. Maybe there is a different process or protocol, you know? And so that has been awakening for me. And it has really helped me to start leveling up business that much more because, you know, I often tell people I'm not about hustle and grind. Like I'm not young, you know, that's when I was like coming out of college, you know, the hustle and grind, like I'm not that girl anymore. Okay. <laughs> like that's great. I'm the build and develop woman now. And so I, yes. that's where I am. I am building and developing a stable and profitable business. I am not hustling and grinding. And in order to do that, that means you got to unlearn, get out your own way and get into what can you do to better business? And that's reinvigorating it. Yeah. And and I'm glad you said that. I, I like the word unlearn, you know, and I, I think that's perfect just because 
just because you're unlearning something, it doesn't mean it was ever wrong. Right. It doesn't mean that it didn't benefit you for a season. Right. Yes. Um, and, and, and I think that's where we get stuck. We're like, oh, well I learned this (laughs) from this person or this business or this mentor, or, you know, I, this, this thing that now does not serve me That's it. is what got me here. But it, it's that age old thing. What got you here will not get you there. Amen. And All right. <laughs> yeah, like you, you cannot, it, it, yes, it served you. That's great. But maybe it's done serving you. It's yes. it has served its purpose. It's over now. So now you've got to earn, unlearn that. And I think, especially when you're first getting into business, right? Yeah. You're pulling from everybody, right? Like you're, you're learning from mentors who don't know you exist. Exactly. Exactly. Especially like the very digital world that we live in now, we have so much access, right? Yes. Social media gives us so much access. And so we're pulling, you know, you said those little ingredients, we're pulling them from everywhere. Yeah. Right. And we're, we're using it to build our foundation. That's it. But once we've got our foundation, some of those ingredients aren't the best (laughs) anymore. Yeah. Like like, they got you here. That's great. They helped you out a little bit, but now it's like, okay, well now I'm learning the way she does it. Yep. That's not really what I'm trying to build over here. It's great for her. It works for her. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. But it's not what I'm trying to build. Exactly. It's not going to get me where I want to go. Yeah. So unlearning all of those things. So I, I love that that's a kind of a foundational yeah. part of this idea of reinvigorating. And I you should I be just, able to do yeah. that. Like you yeah. should be able to do that no matter what, if you are not willing to do that. Like I always say that I'm ever going to be evolving. Like I probably am on Candace Denise 4.5 right now. Like yes. seriously, like in life, you know what I mean? Yes. Cause I am ever evolving. Absolutely. I am never going to stay stagnant because there's always something to learn, something more, something yes. to be like, so that I can be able to achieve and become my highest self. Absolutely. And, you know, in order to become my highest self professionally, I've got to become my highest self personally. So some of those ways or habits have had to be kicked and unlearned in my personal way. And you brought up such a good point when you said, you know, hey, this doesn't serve you anymore. Too often we're holding on to spaces and places in life that no longer serve us and no longer do anything for us. And so then when, we, when we're sitting there wondering why the business is not growing or not evolving, it's because you're holding on to a piece that no longer is benefiting the business. And so therefore right. you are the reason that it's not being able to be reinvigorated. It's not you know anyone else. And so that's why the audit is important. That's why the assessing and seeing where you are, because you need to look and see what things are are no longer here? What do we need to kind of, you know, do some spring cleaning on? What do we need to purge? What needs to go? What needs to come in and what needs to be swapped out? And that's really important because evolution of business has to happen, especially if you want to stay in business, right? If you want to keep your doors open, you've got to be able to do that. You've got to be able to keep up with the times. You've got to be able to, you know, keep up with what your audience is in need of. And so, yes, that means being true to who you are and doing the things that you want, but also being open to some new things too. And I also love that you said, you know, when you mentioned that's how she does it, but maybe that's no longer how I want to do it. When you're first starting out and you're learning from so many, you're also learning about you and what kind of business person probably that you want to yes, be. Yes, that's true. Right? And so what you've learned from them, it's like, I've, I'm grateful, but now I've, I've learned more about me and this is who I am. And I, always preach about showing up authentically. And so if that doesn't, if it doesn't connect with your authentic self, don't try to become someone else, right? Don't try to speak through the lens of who they are. You have to run business through the lens of who you are. And so that's probably why it no longer serves you is because they taught you something, but they also showed you something that that's not who you are. So I was able to learn, but I was also able to learn about me. And now I've been able to craft like, oh, this is who I am. This is who I want to show up as you know? Exactly. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, you learn something just to teach you that that's not who you are. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think everything that we learn serves a purpose. I really do. I believe everything we learn gives us something. Yes. But sometimes it's showing you who you are not. 
sometime it is showing you where you do not want to go. Right. (laughs) And that's okay. That's fine. And like I said, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to run a business. No. Um, because I think when we get in that headspace of there's a, any kind of wrong way to do this thing, it, it shuts us off from a million possibilities, right? Oh, it does. All of the biggest brands, you know, of were told they were crazy when they started. (laughs) And so I, I never want to say there's a wrong way to do business, but I believe that if you are constantly, and I think it's great to pull from other businesses, pull from mentors, you know, like take inspiration from those things. But if that's all you're doing yep, and not so much in the beginning, because in the beginning, it's like you said, you're learning who you are (laughs) as a business owner, right? Like you're just trying to keep your head above water. Exactly. But once you've kind of gotten into that flow of, okay, I know what my goals are. I know what my core values are. I know what I want my business to look like. If you're still pulling from everyone all the time, then you, you can't possibly. It's too much noise. Yeah. It's just too much. I think that's the only way you're really doing business wrong. Yeah. And I, I'm hesitant to say wrong because I like, I I don't really think there's a way to do it wrong necessarily, but you've got to find you. You've got to find find, you. It's like you said, your can is 4.5 at this point. Like (laughs) you got to release the update girl. Like you got to keep doing it. That's a quote. Release the update. Yes. Like release that. Like Apple is updating our iPhones. Oh my God. What? Every day now? And Instagram. Yes. And Instagram. Instagram. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You got to release the, the Haley update. The Candace update. You've got to have the update. And if you don't, guess what? You're lagging behind now. You're lagging. And I, you know, I, I don't think you get behind. I, I think you're right where you're supposed to be unless you yes. are physically holding yourself back. Yeah. And, and then you are behind from where you could be <laughs> That's from, it. from the update. Right. That's up. I love that from the update. Like, yeah. I love that so much. Like, please put that in a quote because I love that <laughs> so much because we do Girl, have, we have so many quotes. We do. This. Like, please make that a quote I, because it's so true. And, you know, a lot of the reinvigoration starts with you. Like, yes. you reinvigorating you because you are your business. You are your brand, right? And so how are you updating you? In the things that, in the ways that you're thinking and what you're learning and what you're feeding yourself and what you are deducing from listening to, you know, kind of quieting the noise, taking 15 voices and turning them only into five, because these are the five that are most important. And so all of those help to build a better you. Like I say, I believe that professionalism and and personal are both, you know, one of the same. There's no way that I can separate the two, but in order for me to show up my best self in my business, I have to show up my best self in in who I am. And so how am I reinvigorating myself? Like staying aware, staying on top of things. Um, you know, like you said, these new updates, like these are the updates and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and I'm, I'm not also saying that there aren't some things that are going to stay with you forever. Right. There's just some things that will forever stick. Absolutely. Like I probably will never change my, my color scheme in my business because it's truly who I am. It's just one of those things. It may get something else added to it, but the basis of that will always stay right. Or just uh, my philosophies or some of my ideologies are are just probably always going to be, but there's a lot that can be added to your business that can help you to become better. And especially after the year that we've had, if you're not sitting down and taking a moment to see how you can do business better. If this year, and I don't care how awesome you, I don't care if you are, you know, a high earning business and you do this, there is a way that you can do better. I look at a company like another big brand, Amazon. They're already doing things light years, I feel like ahead in so many ways. But every time I turn around, they're adding something else that's another benefit that's like greater. I look at an Instagram platform, right? And I'm already thinking, Instagram, you you come with so much. And then I turn around and there's something else that they're like, here's just another addition, right? So how are you adding even greater value to your business yeah. In some kind of way. That's how, and not, that's and how not even is. always an addition, but sometimes just up leveling yes. what you already have. Yes. Right. That's like, I mean, that just, you said that about Instagram and I'm just thinking like, think about Instagram stories when that first came out oh my versus what it looks like now. Right. Like that's it. 
sometimes you don't always have to have an addition. Sometimes it's just up leveling what you've already got. And like you mentioned before, sometimes it's unlearning and taking away things that no longer serve you. I'm literally doing that right now in a program that I'm, I, that I've always had. And I am stop like pause for the cause because for where, where I'm going, how can I add some additional value? How can I change? So it's the same program. It's just getting a new face, a, a facelift, so to speak, right? Getting some 2. new body parts. It's 2.0, right? It's Terminator. It's the like, you know, Terminator every year came out yep. looking a little different. Like I felt like they added something else. That's like you said, what you can do with your own. And so not having that fear, you, you spoke of that about that earlier, is that sometimes people are just so fearful. And I think what we're fearful of is that we're afraid to see that maybe sometimes we're afraid to face like maybe there's more we could be doing Mm. or maybe, maybe there's more that, you know, um, because sometimes we get all these accolades from everyone Mm -hmm. else. Right. And people love you. And it's like, Oh, you're doing so great. And we're afraid to be like, I probably could be doing something better or I probably could be doing something where I could change this up. And that fear keeps us from not looking into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a fine line that we have to walk between Mm -hmm. constantly asking ourselves if we could be doing more or changing this or changing that. Like, I do think you need to stop and like soak in the accolades, like tell yourself you're doing a good job, acknowledge how far you've come. Right. Yes. Yes. But like you said, at the same time, don't start getting the accolades, start getting the recognition and you know, get that ego going of like, look at me, like I'm doing a good job over here. I think you've got to walk that fine line. And sometimes you're going to veer a little off on one side and a little off on the other, but you got to come back to that line of finding that balance between acknowledging that you're doing a good job, doing your best, that you've come a long way, that these accolades are well-deserved, Yes, but also saying, okay, where can I level up? How could I be doing more? How could I make a bigger impact or be doing a little better or be working on myself? And that's the thing I love the most about this conversation, almost that I didn't anticipate, is that, you know, you hear reinvigorate your brand. Mm -hmm. You hear that term, and you automatically think, okay, it's going to be a branding conversation, right? right? It's going to right. be a marketing conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be all business. <laughs> exactly. This is an all business conversation. And then you hear this conversation and it's like, wow, this was kind of all, you know, like personal development. This was yes. more kind of on the motivational side of things, which is what I love about the show. Half of these conversations end up being <laughs> both things. I love right? that. And I think it's exactly because of the reason that you said earlier that you know, your professional life is heavily influenced by your personal life and vice versa. They're very intertwined. And that's why I think it's so funny when people are like, oh, I keep my work life and my personal life separate. And I'm like, good luck, girlfriend. Like, no, you don't. Give me a break. Like, you can try. You can try all you want to, but I think you're spending more time trying to keep them separate than just letting them work together, right? Oh, absolutely. You have to feed into each other for you to be successful. But I love that that's what this conversation is, is in order to reinvigorate your brand, you've got to reinvigorate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the perfect time to do so. It's the end of the year, the end of a massive year on top yeah. of it, but it, it's the end of the year. And this, this should be a conversation when you were talking about finding that balance. I mm-hmm. think that's the perfect way. So if you've had this year of amazingness and, you know, of course, like anything, it has its ups and downs, but for the most part, you're like, you know, just been getting a lot of great recognition, you know, been doing these different shows and summits and panels and my, my clientele is booming and books are, you know, busy. At the end of the year is the perfect time to do your audit assessment reinvigoration as you are about to launch pad into a new year. Mm-hmm. And I always say do it at the end of the year versus trying to do it at the top of a new year, because this way you can streamline and kind of have this seamless transition into the next year versus stopping and now spending half of your, you know, the top of your first year 
trying to figure things out. It's like, no, take the time at the end of the year, especially when the holidays are coming up, things are slowing down a bit. This is the perfect time. Carve it into your schedule. If you don't have it, carve it in there. Like the same way I have like Fridays are CEO Friday. And as one of my friends said, it's my professional Sabbath because it is. And so it's my professional Sabbath day. Like that's the day that I tend to spend doing back end things for the business, business development, any of that stuff that I need to do for me as a CEO. That's the same way at the end of the year. Like the last month of the year is kind of my entire CEO month. Because that's when I am looking to see what places need to be reinvigorated. And it's not always a huge overhaul, right? Like, I love that you said that it's not always everything. It's not always starting something new. Sometimes in my my assessment this year was pulling back. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. at anything new. I actually reduced some of my services. That's going to help me reinvigorate because now I can streamline and focus on just these things versus trying to focus on all of these things so I can be better for my business, better for my clients. So sometimes it's not adding, sometimes it's reducing, and sometimes it's just taking what you already have, like you said, and adding some more uh, zhush or zazz to it. So Exactly. Yeah, you got to let the things that aren't working, that aren't serving you just kind of fall away. And I think it's kind of like you said, this year, I, this last year, I really believe as a business owner, I think this probably goes for our personal lives too, but (laughs) as a business owner, uh, I really feel like this year showed you who you are. Oh, absolutely. It showed you what you're made of. And I don't mean that. I don't want somebody here to hear this and think, well, my year was terrible. It was my lowest revenue. Like, so she's saying that I suck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I think it showed you who you are in terms of if you got through this year and you are still in business, then it is because of a reason, right? It is because you know why you're here. I love that. You know what your why is. You know what you're passionate about. You know, and yeah, maybe like, maybe you had a pivot this year. Maybe you learned, you know, you said you scaled back on some services. I did too. I had major changes in my business this year that most are behind the scenes. Like if you're watching me on Instagram, you have no idea what those changes are. Exactly. For me, (laughs) they were huge changes. Right. And see, I think that's what we don't often see is you don't often see the reinvigoration happening of a person, Uh, of a brand, because they're doing it behind the scenes. But I really believe this year showed you what you are made of as a business owner. And if you're still here and you're still in business, then it's for a reason. And now now you got to go, you you know, you got to do the update and you got (laughs) to move on into this next year of, okay, you know, this showed me what I was made of. This put me exactly where I need to be. Now let me pull apart all the things that aren't serving me anymore. And let me figure out how to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have to, you know, and, and, and not to, for me, and I I always say this and I, I bring it up a lot, but so I'm 40 and at 40, you know, I was thinking about when I started thinking about revenue invigoration, it wasn't just, it was, how do I want to run business for the next half of this kind of lifespan of mine? Right. Because there are things that are priorities to me that change things that were priorities when I was in my twenties have shifted in now being in forties. And so, like you said, because business and personal are together, I've got to figure out how I'm running this business and what I'm doing with it. And, and whether that's in my services, how I'm showing up um, so that I can be able to go along with who I am. Like I have to have things aligned with who I am. I just, I don't know how to show up in anything else than authentically me. Right. I cannot be anything outside of that because it's just painful to be honest. Like it, it's just downright painful trying to be anyone else but me. It's who I am. I enjoy (laughs) it. And I recognize that that's what separates me, right? That's your niche, your brand story, who you are, is your is one of your most powerful tools. Yes. You showing up being you literally is going to be what helps you to stand out from these crowded social media spaces. And so you've got to be true to that. And so when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is, yeah, like where am I in my life? How do I want to see life happen for this next duration of years? And um, what things am I trying to do? All of that has to be built in how I am operating and being the CEO of this business for this next year. And like you said, it has taught me a lot and it did teach me 
that yes, I'm here. And not only am I here, but I, I have more than sometimes I know that I have. And I don't think that we recognize that, but this year taught me like, as like you said, as a business owner, like I am pretty bad tail. Okay. Like, yes, (laughs) I'm pretty like, yes, ma'am. Wait a minute. This world is like literally crumbling down outside, you know, just everything. And I'm still here. Like, you know, it's like the zombie movie or something. You're like the person that survived the uh, zombie apocalypse. Like after all is said and done, when the helicopters come and they come to the town to like, see who the last survivors are. And you're like, digging out of the you know skeletons that's how I feel sometimes and so for business owners like kudos like you said to us that if after this year you're still here and you're still thriving and even if you had to make those pivots and those changes it's like that's something to be said you know that's amazing absolutely Absolutely. I think that's probably a good note to close on Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think I like I said I just love this idea that reinvigorating your brand means reinvigorating yourself really digging into who you are as a person, what your values are, and then bringing that into business. And I think we have so many conversations about finding work-life balance and figuring out how to, you know, we we think of our lives, (laughs) our work life and our personal life, like, you know, checking accounts. Like I got to have my business and my personal be separate. And to me, I'm like, your checking account is the only place that should be separate girl. Like that's it. But I, I, this is why I love this conversation because I think there's not enough conversations like this happening of showing yeah. you it doesn't need to be separate. You need to figure out how it works together. You need to figure you out do. how it feeds into each other. And you need to learn that anything you do in your business is going to stem from what you're doing with yourself. Like I love working that. on yourself. I love that. And it's so true. Like I I read so many, or I should say listen to, I'm an audible person, but let me change that. I am listening to so many books, but a lot of them are, the books that I'm most attracted to are the ones that, yes, are about business, but the authors are talking about like personal development along with professional development. And I I actually dropped the term trying to balance life a long time ago, like work-life balance. And so I started saying I'm managing my life. There you go. Because there's no true... Ba- like there's, I mean, there's never going to be an equal balance. There's always going to be something that's going to get like maybe 30% and then this is getting the 70%. So, you know, that I'm just like, listen, I am managing my life best to my ability. And so it take it took the pressure off to be honest. Cause when I heard balance, I would feel like, Oh, but something's, something's not weighing and, and I'm doing more over here and, and I'm spending less here. And, you know, I'm showing up amazingly for my business, but I'm not showing up so much as in my personal. And I'm just like, Candace, stop trying to balance and just manage it. Exactly. And so manage it best to your ability. You know, and I say that to, to womenpreneurs, especially because manage your lives as best as you can to your best ability, because I think we put so much uh, pressure on ourselves to be the best in our families and our personal lives and our business lives. And it's like, manage it. And that allows you to give yourself grace Yeah, because some days are going to be managed at your highest and some days are going to be managed not at your highest but guess what it still got managed right and so just just know that you are doing your very best um and what you're doing yeah we don't need to be the best we need to be our best our right? best i yes. love it yeah quote please oh. oh i love it my heart can't ah, take it this yeah conversation was so good I'm so awesome. I'm so pumped. I'm so freaking Me too. pumped. I think I could, we could go all day. Like I'm just. We could. I could literally talk to you all day. I'm like, let's just sit here, keep going. We'll, we'll make it two episodes. It's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it. Please. Love it. Well, since it is the end of the episode, I do want to yeah. dive into the rapid fire round. Just some fun questions yeah. to close the show. Love it. If you're ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. What is one part of your morning routine? that you love? Oh my gosh. Let's see. So actually one part of my morning routine that I really love is I have this little corner over here. That's like my meditation corner. So I love, um, turning on my aromatherapy diffuser, 
putting in probably some peppermint oil because that's normally the one that helps to awaken my senses and sitting there and doing some breathing exercises. Like that's like literally one of my favorite parts of my morning because it just really helps to awaken my body and awaken my mind and get me ready for my day. I love it. I literally asked this question because I just want to steal people's ideas for their minority. That's the only reason I ask this question. I love it. I really do because my morning routine is not good. I am not a morning person. Okay. Okay. So I'm constantly hearing ideas like this and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just write that down and try that tomorrow. Like, so listen, just sidebar, there's a great book that I read that really, I was, I used to be not the morning person and I read the miracle morning by Al (laughs) Howrah. I, I listened to the book. It is a very good book. It is a very good book. It changed my perspective. I was just like, Candace, like, uh, but that was something I had to unlearn right. that I was like, Candace, you can be, and you want to be successful. So let's get some success. Ha-. So now yeah. this is one of my success habits. So it's, it's totally, but I love my diffuser. It, it like runs all day, but I that's, it. I started at the top of the day. I love it. <laughs> See, I read the miracle morning and it, it did change my perspective. Don't get me wrong. Okay. And benefited me a lot. But I kind of went the opposite direction. I was like, you know, I just need to embrace okay. that I'm a night owl, that I will be up ah, until 2 a.m. Got it. And that is So okay. you're the miracle night. I am the miracle night. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I should, I should write that book. You should write that. The miracle nighters. <laughs> the like- miracle nighters. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because I, I just, I get, you know, and I, I don't want to get into No, this, listen. And you know, the, it's I get. T- fine because there are people yeah. who are like that like exactly really just work well at night you know i i did that first that was my unlearning right that was my mm-hmm. unlearning. okay is okay i watched all these business and i know i'm going off on a tangent but i, no. I watched all of these business owners that they're like i get up at 5 a.m and i go to the gym and i do my workout and i'm in the office by like eight and i have this productive right. day and i'm over here at eight o'clock like huh what are we? Oh, we're waking up. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm, it's not happening for me. Like right. really, I don't schedule things before 10 AM because oh, yeah. if I try I to get do an interview with you at nine o'clock in the morning, it's not going to go well. Like it's just, but I not. love that you know that about yourself, exactly. but that's about you being authentically you, yeah. right? Like, so, and you have to, so like I read the book and I did a 30 day challenge and yep. I brought these other women along with me with getting up at 530. Like we did it and we knocked it out. And what it taught me is that I still want to get, I want to, what I wanted was my evenings free. Yep. And so I had to do something because I really like, like, I really like chilling on the couch with a glass right. of wine yep. and not having to do anything after like six or 7 PM. Yeah. And so I was like, Candace, then that means we got to shift. So instead of now getting up at 5.30, now I'm a 6.30 girl. So, you know, I'm like, okay, six. So it helped me find my time is what it did. Like I knew that I wanted to do mornings because I was starting about like seven or eight. And I was like, no. So now this is so so much more helpful. Um, But I totally agree. I think that you have to, and I don't believe that in order to be successful, that you have to be the person that has like a strict routine and you have to do this. I feel like I often tell people you need to have rhythm and routine. Yes. So you need to have yes. some type of routine, but put your own rhythm to it. Right. So I've got routine, but it's got a, it's got another kind of rhythm to it. So like probably after that, I'm in a dance session yeah. after that, like there there's go. some music on and I'm probably in here, you know, giving my best, whatever I got I <laughs> to a it. song before I start my day. So I'm, I'm with it. See, for me, it was, I want, when my husband comes home from work, uh, I want okay. to spend that time with him until he goes it. to bed like that. And so for gotcha. me now, it's okay. I don't have to wake up and be a morning person for that to be possible. I do my like work, work during the right. day. And then I hang out with him. And then when he goes to bed, that's, you know, I'm a night out. I get super inspired at night. Okay. So that's when okay. I sit down after he's already asleep and I do my creative stuff. You know, I'm, I'm mm. writing blog posts or writing captions or things like that where the inspiration's flowing. And that gotcha. really works for me. And it does not work for a lot of people. I know. So I'm, I'm like, you know what? That was my unlearning is, is I don't have to be a morning person. I can embrace this whole night owl thing and make I love it work it. and work my schedule around it. 
listen to that listeners embrace who you are if you are a morning person embrace it if you're a night i'll embrace it either way do what works best for you your best (laughs) exactly i love it uh that was a tangent but that was was a good one (laughs) it was a good one it was it was worth it we won't do that on every question but i promise not to i'm gonna answer that was i don't think that was your fault that was my (laughs) fault but that was so worth it all right next question what was the last book that you read or in your case, listened to? <laughs> right. right, exactly. So I actually am listening or to, right. I know it's so funny because I always feel bad. Like people who are like readers, I'm like, well, I'm a listener. That counts too. I don't I'm think there's anything wrong in. with that. Thank you. So I actually am listening to currently um, is Living Big by Pam Grout. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and she's giving all these great examples about people that are not really, they're notables, but you didn't even really know they were notables. And so like this one person, the the part of the book that I'm in right now, she talks about this woman's story um, about just kind of how like she was, she went through like these abusive situations and um, she had kids that just had developmental, um, unfortunate, you know, just things that were, she was dealing with. But throughout all of that, she found her purpose and how to live big. And then she went on to like write episodes for like the show like Roseanne and In Living Color like she literally turned she was a freelance writer she like became a freelance writer and then because of freelance writing like got into this and then she opened up this nonprofit. so she's like living big so the book is really just about it's a great book so it's really about how kind of like ordinary stories or create, you know, can turn into these, just, you, you really find your purpose to live big. So that's, that's the last, that's the book that I'm currently listening that's to. That's right up my alley. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting that one. I'm getting that one. Good. It's it. a good one. It it's a good, good. one. <laughs> All right. What are you most looking forward to in this next season, personal or business? But what are you excited about? Oh gosh. So many things. Like literally I'm excited about so many things. That's how I am. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh gosh, which one? Like, okay, kid, just pick one, pick one. <laughs> so think, think, think. What I would say probably I'm most excited about is seeing um, just some new opportunities that my business is going to start partaking in. I like that. And so some new collaborations um, that I'd never had before, uh, you know, even things like this, like, yeah. you know, just doing more, uh, podcast and, and connecting with, uh, summits and panels. That's something that I'd really been wanting to do more with my business. And so those opportunities are presenting themselves. So I'm super excited about doing that, but I'm even more excited about the connections that I'm meeting with like amazing women, preneurs like you, and so many others that have started to just have these, uh, relationships that I've started, you know, curating. Cause I, I really don't believe in networking. I believe in relationship building. Yes. And so this has been just amazing. So that's what I'm most excited about is, are the new relationships and collaborations for 2021. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's very similar <laughs> to my goals. So I'm, I'm good. For it. All right. What is one tool or platform that you use in your business that you recommend to everybody? Oh my gosh, hands down Canva. Yeah. So yeah. She she's literally like I, I don't even I can't say enough about her. Yep. Like I literally had a post that I'm creating about something new that I just learned in Canva. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just when I thought. So Canva is my everything um, that I can't live without. It's it really is kind of Bible in a lot of ways for a lot of different things that I do business Bible yep. <laughs> for a lot. <laughs> I'm a big Canva user too. So I, I feel that. I feel that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last rapid fire question. And this is a tough one. What okay. is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Mm. Oh my gosh. That is a tough one. So Cause I've been given. Everybody's always lot. like, there's so much. What do I pick? <laughs> Like I've met so many people along my, my travels. Um, so, you know, I'll go with a piece of advice I was recently given and uh, there's so many, but something that I was, <laughs> there's two that I have to give you. Okay. I'm sorry. I just That's did. cool. I'm good. So one personally and one professionally. Okay. So the personal one is from my grandmother and she's, she's gone now, but she was one of my, my best of people. I love her. But she always used to say, don't let anyone turn your brown eyes blue. Okay. And I didn't understand it for the longest. And ultimately what she was just basically saying was, and not that you can't cry or have tears, but don't allow someone else's whatever to control your character 
right? Like don't allow someone else to have so much power and authority over you that you alter who you are. And so that was something that stuck with me as I grew up in life. Like don't allow someone else to turn your brown eyes blue. Don't, don't allow them to take you out of character. Oh, and so that. that's, that's my personal one. Grandma's and wise. Grandma's, grandma's wise. wise. <laughs> she was super wise. She had so many things that I could probably tell you. But then the personal one that I just had recently was, um, set your bound, set your bound. I mean, your profession, my professional one was set your boundaries, stick to them and always convey them to your clients that you're onboarding. And so something I know, but it was, it was one of those things that I didn't realize the value of it. Mm -hmm. And the person that was saying it to it is a, is a friend of mine and they are um, a super CEO, as I like to say, they are, you know, they are, they actually are like, you know, celebrity level CEO. And so they were saying, I wish that I had done this when I first started out and just really kind of uh, before I got to this level that I am, because now it's hard for me to have the uninterrupted time that I need in order to be the CEO sometimes that I need to be. And so when they said that, you know, like, listen, create those healthy boundaries for yourself, stick to them and don't compromise for anyone. They're like, I don't care if, you know, the president calls, that's your time. Do not, because as soon as you start giving that time away to someone else, um, you never get it back. I so. love that both of those pieces of advice are kind of right along the same lines, right? Like they the professionals are. don't compromise your boundaries and your time and the personals yes. don't compromise who you are and, yes. and who you want to be. I love that those are like kind of the same I didn't advice. even make that connection until you just yeah, said that just now, but I'm like, you're right. It's kind of the same <laughs> advice, just two different lanes, right? It is. Um, it is. <laughs> good advice regardless yeah. of which lane you're Yeah. In. Um, very awesome. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. Where are you hanging out on the internet? Where do you want them to go? So I hang out quite often on Instagram. That is where you can find me first and foremost. So if you just type in at Candice Denise, and that's Candice with an I, you're going to find me right there pretty much every day. That's where and I found so, you. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly it. You're going to find me right there easily. So Instagram for sure. And you could also find me, of course, like I would say my website, right? Like I'm always there and that's how you can join my email list so that you can stay up to date on what's happening and what's going on. But Instagram and my website is bycandicedenise.com. Easy enough. Those are the two places that you can like find your girl. Awesome. <laughs> yes. And we will put all of that in the show notes. So you can pop Yay. over there, check that out, grab Candace's resources, follow along with her and Please. just get to know the amazing woman that I'm so excited to know. And Candace, oh my gosh, I can't say thank you enough. This Thank you. This conversation was insane. Like, no, thank you so much. So good. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously, I'm so excited for our listeners to get to hear this because I just think there's so much power in this conversation and yeah. it's something that we really should be checking in on. Like you said, especially after the year that we've had, and I am just so pumped for what I feel like they're going to get out of this. So I just want to say thank you for your time, you. for your wisdom, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I sincerely was like, oh my gosh, did I get a message? Ask, like, I want to be on there. Of course. Like, is when, today, how? So I love, like, girl, say less. Let me figure out my calendar and I'm there. <laughs> I love it. So this was perfect. This was a great, um, just another great notch in the, in the ending of this year. This conversation was amazing. It was great for me. I love having conversations. I love following you. You're amazing at what you do, your work, your content. Thank and it's you. like when you get to kind of meet the person in, in real life, it's like, <gasps> you know, like, oh my gosh, Haley, look at her. She's so cute. She's so amazing. So thank you for just creating this space, this podcast and a space like this for womenpreneurs like yourself, like myself to be able to really um, not just get that fire, but maintain their fire, right? Like in their business and in their lives. So thank you. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.